Live from Southern California, it's the Clubton Experience with Scott and Tom. Podcasters, radio listeners across America, welcome again to another edition of the Club 10 Experience podcast. We are very excited to have you here. My name is Scott Pfeiffer. I am the uncommon voice of the common man. I am the conscience of a freedom-loving America. To my left is Tom. I want to have Barack's baby, Hoffenkamp. Tom? Hey, glad to be here, Scott. Thank you. As always, a pleasure to be in your presence. Feeling very left tonight because I'm sitting on your left. Absolutely. Uh, if for no other reason. Uh, we also have tonight with us Chad. Chad Ferguson, what's up? Hey guys, glad to be back. Always fun to be with my favorite podcaster boys. <laughs> the email addresses have changed. A little update for you. You can reach us at scott at theclub10experience.com or tom at theclub10experience.com. And don't forget, Tom is spelled the communist way, T-H-O-M. We have our newsmaker email, which is the Raiders suck and OJ is the devil at yahoo.com. Tom, you did allude to this. You must be awed and quietly proud to be working alongside me again. I am. I am amazingly. That, that feeling never leaves me. Well, I love it. Hey, we welcome your questions, comments, emails. One of the things we want to find out is, where do you listen to the Club 10 podcast? Many of our listeners listen to us in the gym while working out, some in the car while driving. Yet others, Tom, listen to us in bed and they wake up with us. <laughs> I personally like to be on the toilet while listening to the podcast. We love it. Wherever you are, listen to us. Tell your friends, family. Here we go. Tom, what's our slogan? Smart power. No. <laughs> we're going to uh, inspire some, uh, yep. offend others, but most importantly, we're going to entertain all. <laughs> so we're going to count down the top 10 news stories as we see them. This is going to be fantastic. I am most excited for this than I have been for any other podcast. So, Tom, you ready? I sure am. Chad, you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. The number 10 story. Number 10 story. Clinton's smart power slogan is just plain dumb, branding experts say. Now, this is not... <laughs> branding experts, you know. Uh, not Bill, but Hillary. What do you think of that, Scotty? Well, you know, before we dive into the story, it's been a couple weeks since our last podcast, and since then, the Messiah has been crowned, and we didn't get a chance to talk about that. And uh, briefly, I wanted to get your, your take on it, Tom. Um, you know, my take is it was a glorious day. Unicorns were dancing on the clouds. I actually was a bit surprised. I thought that the Messiah would actually levitate up to heaven and sit at the right hand of the Father, but it appears he will be with us for at least another four years, and I am I'm very, very happy to hear that. Tom, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, you know, I'm happy to see that everyone was correct. I think everyone in the world was expecting that to be the outcome, so everyone feels smarter, I think, as a result. And then let down. <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, there's nothing but the sort of the truth coming out that all the the Republican side uh, was, you know, versed about beforehand, saying, "Well, nothing to change up. Can't, can't do that. Won't do that. Won't be able to do that." And he's come no, out and, and no said all that. It. Well, right. it's, it's change you can believe in. And Tom, I remember you telling me, <laughs> "Hey, you know what? He's he's going to govern from the center. He's he's going to be the center uh, person." Well, I, I don't know about that. So. What I've done is I've actually challenged him on several occasions to, to face me on the field of honor here in the Barack, podcast. Yes. I have. Hey, Barack? Yeah. Have you, Chad, ever ever watched the movie Braveheart? I have. Tom, have you? 
I have. Okay. Most of our Wasn't listeners, it a requirement by mo- you? It is. Most of our listeners probably have. I, myself... If you haven't. I am like William Wallace, <laughs> and I am going up against the king, Longshanks, Barack Obama. So I, William Wallace, against Longshank, and I want to invite him once again to face me on the field of honor. Tom, will he do that? Probably not. Okay. He's, he's busy keeping things going as they were before he took office. All right. So, Tom, get back and tell us about Clinton's smart power slogan. How, how dumb is it? Right. This is uh, Hillary Clinton. We should have put that at the beginning, or someone should have put it in. I'm, I'm forever going to be toss-up. You know, when you say Clinton, Bill is going to be the first one that I think of. Uh, hopefully, through her uh, position, she will eventually make some impact, and I won't think that way. But, anyway, it's uh, Smart Power is Hillary's description of her approach to diplomacy. So this, this was done by a, a think tank or consultant group that helped her out with this. And you know, how can I wrap it up in two short words? Smart power is what she came up with. Great. Everyone, great. The, the entire article uh, basically is everyone just bashing it. Every branding expert. Right. Well, it's, it's a smart power at her Senate confirmation hearing. She's using the full range of tools. What it means is she's using the full range of tools available to the United States. Yeah. Well, you know what that means? Well, here, here are the tools. Diplomacy, economic, military, political, legal, and cultural tools. Well, you know what that means? That means we're just now reduced to a bunch of Frenchies, and we're never going to go fight again. Thank you. Well, no, military was in there. Yeah, parenthetically speaking. Economic. Yeah, economic. Again, right, French. But she's, Frenchy. she's Democrat, so there's there's not going to be a whole lot of wielding and probably that side of the, the power. But it says the marketing pros know a bad slogan when they hear one. Essentially, smart power is just more evidence of how bad the communication, yeah, communication coaching Hillary Clinton gets and probably cost her the presidential campaign, says Rob Frankel. Now, that's, that's a pretty bold statement. It, it, it is. And, he, and the other one goes on to say, I don't, think it's as, I don't think it's good to say you're smart, he said. I think it's smarmy. Oh, I, I agree. It comes, off as, it comes off as smarmy. Is, is Hillary going to be you know, young enough to run in eight years? She won't. I mean, she'd be going to be Estelle Getty by that time. Yeah. Well. And, you know, people are thinking if she, she, <clears throat> if she took this position, Secretary of State, that she was going to forego. Right. You know, it was one or the other. She would have to say no to this to, to do that because it's just a bizarre jump to go from Secretary of State to uh, combat your incumbent and be the, you know, it's just a bad, it's a bad, you know, he's kind of got her, he's got her in a, He's got to buy her, yeah, her short hairs, her ovaries, so. and he will be there for eight years. So don't think it doesn't matter who the Republicans put up against there; no one's going to be meet the Messiah. Well, it depends on Never know. how well he, he does. Hopefully, hopefully he does so well that he does continue. Well, I mean, yeah, it's better. Obviously, for all of us. we want, all we all want him to be yeah, successful. We but need it, him to be successful. You know, you can with all, everything he's facing right now. The fact of the matter is, is that he could. He, he's he's set up to where he could really chunk things. Yeah, absolutely. And and he could be not he could be public enemy number one in, in right. four years. Well, he doesn't, it could be the if he doesn't pull some stuff off. He's he, he walked into it. He walked into it. It's not necessarily his fault, but it is his problem. But here's the thing: it doesn't matter that it's his problem because he has made it known. And he's very smart. To your point, hey, 
Things are horrible. Things are bad. This is the worst since the Depression. He's letting everyone know how bad it is. <laughs> so if it never turns around, he's like, listen, this is how it is. It, it's, you can't blame it, me. And it only people goes are so dumb far. Will, people will blame him. Absolutely no, not. That is not true. At, he has already gotten they, some horrible press off of some of his selections for his, his staff. Yeah, and if that, if that vibe keeps going, you know, if that momentum keeps going where he's not really making smart decisions, not really uh, making impactful changes in the positive, that will catch up. Four years is a long time. That that can't oh, yeah. gain some You can some change your mind. If I changed my mind in four years, well, I was I was definitely pro Bush for a very long time. You know, you can only let a guy not pull it off for so long before it's like, wow, dude, I I can't yeah, really I'm back you up anymore. Yeah. yeah, but Bush didn't have the power of the liberal media behind him. And Chad, remember, this is change you can believe in because approximately seventy two percent of of his appointees to his cabinet are former Clintonistas. That's change that you can believe in. Well, you know, Scott, I know you're mocking, but I do believe that it is change. I don't know if it's going to be positive or negative, but I can guarantee it's going to be different. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Now, my funny little input on this is is the witty comeback from the guy who uh, coined the phrase. His name is Joseph Nye. He's a Harvard professor who who coined the phrase. It says... He batted away the criticism and listened to his witty comeback. To talk about international fail affairs and not talk about power is like going to Shakespeare to see Hamlet and not have the Prince of Denmark present, says Nye, <laughs> who, who authored Soft Power, the means to success in world politics. I mean, it, well, say what? You know, Prince of Denmark, I don't think anyone, you know, short of literary scholars or English majors in college or can even get this. This is not a guy you invite over to watch a football game. Right. You know. He is not one of the common people that he I love not. and that I have represented for so long. It always amazes me <laughs> that these are the types that become the phrase coiners. You know, they go, hey, don't tell me that. That's like going to see Shakespeare, see Hamlet, not have the Prince of Denmark present. That's how they justify what? their existence. <laughs> something, something clever. It's an extreme esoteric out. phrase. Yeah, that's Jesse a, Jackson has justified his existence for how long now? Well, you know, the anyway, so branding fit, experts, they wanna, they, they're divided as to whether <laughs> U.S. foreign policy even doesn't needs even a catchphrase. Right, you, you want to sum it up. you got to make it simple for us. Well, you know, it's, it's reduced people. America to some dumb catchphrase. Now, again, that's change that, Tom, yeah. you can believe in. Your your guy your boy from Chicago once again that Chicago fantastic um, ethical that's a po- that's a political powerhouse there yeah absolutely it is. <laughs> that's that's where the, where the Mayor Dailies have run that for years when Kennedy was elected uh, they had uh, more dead people uh, voting than than any other city in the nation and it's that's good. true it's called getting it done though all right Tom we need to move on all right our number, number nine. nine story <laughs> fantastic number nine story. Boy George sentenced to jail term for false imprisonment of male escort. What? He's going back to jail? Fifteen <laughs> months. Fifteen How many fifteen months. month stints has Boy George served the year now? A former British judge Save on rant. has know. sentenced former Culture Club frontman Boy George to fifteen months in jail after he was convicted of falsely imprisoning a male escort. So what did he do exactly? Well, it's it's funny you should ask, because last year <laughs> Or actually, it was 2007. Or 2007, there was a Norwegian escort named Odon Carlson, and I can just imagine what this guy looks like. He told a trial. He told in trial that he was handcuffed to a wall hook at the East London apartment of the singer, whose real name is George O'Dowd. So, boy, George had this apparatus 
hook <laughs> screwed into the wall. So obviously you couldn't just break it out with the drywall. It, that sucker was in there hard. Now prosecutors said <laughs> that Car- Carlson was held by O'Dowd it's or George <laughs> for under an hour. It was only under an hour. Only under, under an hour. But the singer had denied the charges because he said that this was consensual. Well, it sounds consensual. But yeah. you know what? Regardless, yeah. I mean, 15 months, he, 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 I think he must have been on probation for one of his prior acts. That yeah, sounds like it, a stiff penalty for just you know brutal. under an hour. Oh, it was stiff, all right. Ah, ah, Shaboom bang. That's what she said. Yeah, I think he's railroaded on this. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely do. I mean, it's a hook. All right. Imagine for you, for yourselves, you know, out there in a the listening audience, a hook. Okay, a handcuff, one handcuff link on your wrist, right? And then what do you do with the other one on a hook? You drape it over it, all right? He's he's not really imprisoned. If you well, lift, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, what was happening? It's a wall hook, not a wall eye. It doesn't. If his, not a if loop. his hands were handcuffed together and put up on the hook, it doesn't say anything about a single hand. It was probably. Doesn't, it doesn't was, say. Doesn't was matter ha- if it's a single hand. Doesn't say he was hanging. Yeah, well, he's either way. It's a hook. I can get off a hook. You put. <laughs> Coats on a hook. Tom, what do you think was? <laughs> you never, you never, you don't expect That's to never get point. him off again. It must have been a walleye or something then. Well, Tom, if it was what, a what walleye, do you think boy, they would have wrote a boy George was doing <laughs> to, to your friend Odon? Doing they didn't have a problem with whatever he was doing to him. Well, what? and and Auden Carlson Auden, here, Auden, he sorry. didn't, uh, he didn't have a problem to it. This, it, you know, this, you know, it's probably your standard. Sure response you know <laughs> with the lawsuit later you know i mean this guy's you know a man whore and well, then later on he hears the word false imprisonment is like oh cha-ching and i'll be in the press are you Who, that naive you don't think some funky stuff was going on well how come there isn't a charge of rape or yeah, something there, like there that no funky uh, stuff charges i mean why is here? the charge in prison false imprisonment it does sound it, it does seem uh, a little wacky uh, it's like a semantic battle you know, like I think boy George. I think boy George is the one who who made this happen. I think well, you know. Of course, he likes guys on hooks. Well, no, I think he. <laughs> I think he made this this charge happen. I think you know he's been in jail for a few stints over the years. He's probably developed a a relationship inside the wall. He hasn't seen his boyfriend in a while, <laughs> so he needs to get sent back to prison. Dumb, wow, yeah. what a what a stretch. Have well, you seen Shawshank Redemption? That's right, man. There's he a guy who did not want to get out. Did not want to. Hey, if, if you want to, if you want to comment on this, weigh in. Please email us at Scott at the Club Ten Experience or Tom at the Club Ten Experience dot com. You're listening to the Club Ten Experience. Our number eight story wouldn't let her sleep. Suspect told deputies, so she shot him. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for her. Yeah, all I have on this. Did she is... get some much needed rest? Absolutely. So what's the story on this one? Well, the story is a Monroe woman who said she was angry because her boyfriend wouldn't let her sleep, shot him with a small caliber handgun, according to an arrest affidavit. Charged with aggravated battery was Rashonda... Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What's her name? Her name is Rashonda Anding, 21 of... Of 3002 Berg Jones Lane. Can I even say that? What, why do they give her home address? 
<laughs> Just so you're careful. If you do not get hooked up with this woman, or if you happen to, and maybe she doesn't call Stay herself. Stay away from Bird yeah, Lane. You might if, get shot. Yeah, if you're rolling Especially home. Especially if you're noisy out on the street. You're rolling home with the pretty, and she lives at 3002. <laughs> If you roll down Berg Jones Lane, get out the car. So, so what kind of injuries did this guy sustain? It doesn't, it doesn't get into that. I mean, it leaves you kind of hanging on that. On that. You really want to know. He's not dead. Um, but she is. What is she doing? Well, she was cooperative, they say, in the affidavit. <laughs> yeah, she was wandering around aimlessly, apparently. Yeah, well, she stated that she shot the victim because he was bothering her and wouldn't let her sleep. So, she, yeah. she she led authorities to the handgun. She did a bunch of things. Oh, it does say here, uh, the victim uh, had been shot once in the hip and was taken to LSU Medical Center. So, what was the victim's name? It doesn't say. Uh, her boyfriend, that's all it says. Yeah. So, Rashonda. I tell so you what. She's, she's on the market. Yeah. She's not married. You just better. <laughs> I tell you what, when she wants to sleep. Yeah. You let Rashonda sleep. You don't I, mess with I, her. I think it's a word to everyone, you know. If someone's really, but you know, I would have known that without even knowing her. <laughs> you don't mess with Rashonda. Rashonda. There's a few people that you just you know you don't mess with. Shanene. You don't mess with Sharonda. <laughs> it's a, it's a tough name. Well, Tom, we have a reoccurring theme. Actually, a couple of these in here are reoccurring, and uh, this is great. I, I just I love the title. The title says it all. Number seven. Number seven story. Shoplifter run over twice fleeing scene gets away. (laughs) (laughs) That was he ran? Was it a he or a she? It was a she. Now, this is great. So, this happened in Florida. And and this is how the news story goes. This is from CBS. It was no pain, no gain for a (laughs) shoplifter in Cape Coral, Florida. Cape Coral, Florida. Really? That's how you're going to start off a professional news article? No pain, no gain. She had to get away from a clothing store at all costs, even if it meant getting run over twice by her accomplice. (laughs) (laughs) Tuesday. Was it an accident then? Well, this is what's great. They just have a change of heart? Hold on. We'll we'll get to it. We'll tell you. It reads pretty well. What's what's funny is that police are still looking for her. So you remember that jackass in (laughs) Oklahoma or New Mexico or wherever that was that he stole or he was driving drunk and tried to get away and he was run over by himself? Right. He ran himself over. He ran himself. Well, (laughs) the police got him. Listen listen to what this says. Because the car came to rest on him. That the shoplifter tried to get into the vehicle, the getaway vehicle, but fell out and was run over by the car. She then got up and jumped onto the hood of the car as the car was driving away. The report says the woman fell off and was run over again. (laughs) 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 On her third attempt, she finally made it into the vehicle. Police are using the car's license plate and a ch- and a check the woman dropped to track her down. <laughs> <laughs> that, that she dropped a check. <laughs> you know. Hopefully it's a stolen check. I'm I'm hoping she gets away. She just needs to get a better accomplice. You're hoping she gets away? What? Yeah, yeah you know. I mean, sometimes you got to root for the underdog. Does it and, mention what she stole? And it, well, she's yes. at a Go ahead, Tom. 
Yeah, she she was at a TJ Maxx. <laughs> so this, you know, I mean, life and death. Yeah, diamonds, forty million dollars, Ocean's Eleven, right? No, it's it's twelve hundred dollars with the designer purses. Twelve hundred dollars with the TJ Maxx purses must have been like four freaking hefty bags. <laughs> she looks like the lady taking the trash gone wild. <laughs> Running for the car on the parking lot. What's that woman doing? I don't know. She looks oh, like a friggin' oh, she got run over. B- big mushroom. Oh, she got run over bag. again. Look at her. God, did they get the purses? Let's go check one out. Oh, it must have been a scene. <laughs> must have been a scene. That's a lot of purses. Again, if you want to comment, please email Tom, T H O M, at theclub10experience.com. You're listening to The Club 10 Experience. Our number six story comes from Portland, Oregon. Gay Portland mayor won't resign over lying about relationship with teen. (laughs) (laughs) Byline Portland. Yeah, and some of you may have heard of this. You got? I have not heard this. Have not heard this. I've been hearing this for a while. Scotty. Well, no. The yeah, of course. The problem is the problem is lying about it, not the actual relationship with the teen. Well, Well, here's the deal. He was, he, was, he was of age. He was an adult. The mayor of Portland, Oregon, told city commissioners Sunday he will not resign despite calls for him to do so after he admitted he lied about asking a teenager to lie about their sexual relationship. Mayor Sam... Excuse me. Mayor Sam, Sam Adams... <laughs> Pardon me. I'm a beer fan. Uh, mayor Sam Adams publicly apologized this past week for lying early in his campaign about the relationship with an 18-year-old man. They write man there. And so, there's been a lot of pressure uh, from the media, basically from the media, you know, because people just don't revolt, you know, start carrying pitchforks and torches and going after the mayor. So he ended up becoming mayor. He became mayor. He, you know, kind of wanted him to keep it quiet. The deal was, everyone's trying to approach the the 18-year-old guy, who now I think is like 21 or something well, like that. And he's like, hey, no, we're good. Nothing inappropriate happened. So, both... You know, the kid's okay with it. I'm going to call him a kid, but he's, you know, he's a man. He was then, he is now. Well, listen to the... Well, he was, how old is he, Sam Adams? 30... What is he? He's in his he's early not, 30s. now 45. Well, okay. He was in in his, I think he was in his 30s when this happened. <laughs> well, no. No, 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 he wasn't. If the kid was 18 and is now 21 and he's 45, That's then he a had guesstimate. been 42. I, I remember hearing no, that. No, but That's here's the my, thing. Now, first of all, do you know what the, what the team's guessing. last name is? Uh, Jefferson? Swallow. Breedlove. <laughs> Breedlove, that's so right. So the teenager... Stage Bo, name. Bo, Bo Breedlove was a... Bo legis- Breedlove. Breedlove. He was a legislative intern when Bo. they met the mayor at age 17. Of course he was an intern. Well, here's, there's the problem. That's the bigger problem right there. Well, he said that the mayor and he, their sexual relationship started after his 18th birthday. Now, the boy says... I do not Five see, minutes after his 18th birthday. I do birthday. not see any relationship that I have ever had with Sam... As me being taken advantage of, spoken like someone who has been taken advantage of, Breedlove told the newspaper, I do not feel like I was ever a victim. Of course you don't. Well, it doesn't well, matter. No, it, it, I it, mean, it, it makes a big difference. It, it, obviously, Portland has accepted that this mayor is gay because that's not a problem. Right. The problem oh, is not oh, no. that he's gay. The, the problem is that, and the problem is not that he had a gay relationship. The problem is that he lied about it and now right. it's coming out. However, you know, the real problem here is that this was an intern. 
This is not just some random 18-year-old. This is somebody that he has authority over, somebody that works. I mean, that's that's not good. Well, Mr. Breedlove made it clear, Chad, that you're wrong. He was never taken advantage of. It doesn't matter. Right. You need to look at it from an ethical standpoint. Absolutely. Kid's okay with it. Mayor's okay with it. I say we got to let it be okay on this one would be my take Well, I say the kid should go make a few bucks. I mean, hey, I was an intern. I was promised a real job, you know, after I did my internship, and I didn't get it because I didn't give, I didn't put out. Yeah. Yeah, well. That's, that's. Turns out they've been. He's in love. Apparently, they had a very loving relationship. Oh, very loving. Very loving. No, no, 101. 